How y'all doing, man? It's Marlon Watts, the Cone and CEO of World Envision, and this is a special one. We back in Atlanta. I don't know if something just special about Atlanta, just showing us love, man. We appreciate y'all. We healed my guy, Rich, from Hustle Ninjas. Uh, I want to just say right now, go ahead on and click that subscribe button. Make sure you run up them likes, you know what I mean? Make sure you drop a comment. Let us know where you're from. What city What city are you from? Who been watching this? And uh, I just want to say thank you. Started this thing with 12 shirts and $120. And yes, sir. Now we created this apparel empire and we just hit a man, give y'all the knowledge, give y'all the tools that uh, we want you to trust in your vision, believe in yourself, and, and uh, know that you can actually make something happen. Talk to him, talk to him, Rich. Let him, let him know who you is. I mean, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people on our channel know who you are already, but if they don't, let them know what they need to know. Shoot, my name is Rich. Uh, if y'all know me, because we on YouTube, it's because it's from the Hustle Ninja channel. So, from the channel itself, we explore other brands. We teach people how to create brands. We teach people how to sell t-shirts. Because that's what I've done for a living for like the past six, seven years, just sell t-shirts. But now, they keep on asking me to dive more into brands and brands. And then I stumbled upon World of Vision. We linked up probably like two, three, four times now. Yep. Now we back. Great energy. We back, but we ain't, we, ain't, we, ain't, we ain't his spot now. We in Atlanta. My dude just got a new spot two weeks ago. Yes. Congratulations, boss, it man. It is beautiful, man. Beautiful. Like, and he got a fire whip that we may have to get some <laughs> B-roll shots. Man, it's like a, you got a, a Batmobile. <laughs> a Batmobile, man. Damn. That's crazy. That's a, ni that's a nice car. Hey, man. Appreciate it. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Rich got a couple of questions. He said a lot of people been asking you comment. Let's talk about it. Right, we got a lot of questions. All right, so the first one, I think the last video, y'all had a pop-up shop. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people always ask how they can set up their own pop-up shop. Like how many shirts should they bring in? Who's their point of contact? You know, should they expect to pay somebody? Things like that. So what should somebody expect? Um, I guess I'll I start off first. And I'll just say when you're doing a pop-up shop, you honestly just want to get with people at. Um, so for us, we always were doing pop-up shops on college campuses because we realized that that's where our audience were and that it was a mass of people in this one area. So when thinking about doing a pop-up shop, you just want to get around as many people as you can um, possible. Um, point of contact is going to, I mean, it's going to always, like, I honestly sometimes don't know who to actually talk to, but just talk to somebody and then ask them, tell them what you got going, what you're trying to do, and they will refer you to somebody. Ask them to refer you to who you may need to speak to when doing those um, pop-up shops. On college campuses, I would say it would be student affairs, but let's say uh, like an Essence Festival we did. I mean, we literally just went to the website and applied for it, and then they reached back out. So it's going to be different. It's just something that you really got to do research for or, or just call and figure it out. Most people be like, Honestly, they just never even do it. They never reach out at all, so they don't pop up. And, um, I mean, if you really want to do it, you just got to get active active at it. Um, I say we're bringing the, how much stuff to bring and what to bring. We always, when we were first starting out, and we always say this, even with the online website, keep it simple. Yep. Like, if you have a pop-up shop and you have so many different things, it's hard for the person to actually choose and when you have all these different designs, now you gotta, if you got t uh, five designs, now you gotta keep stock of all these different designs in every, in every size. So, cause you, cause you don't wanna be like, oh, I'm out of the extra large in this one, but I only got smalls in this one. Um, so we recommend slimming the, slimming the choice down yep. and focus on promoting your, 
why behind your brand while selling the few products that you do have because i mean the nine times out of ten the customer um they're gonna like your top two sellers and they're gonna be buying into the message you having that pop-up shop is actually giving you the chance to interact with your customer on a diff on a deeper level actually talk to them they actually get to meet you actually get to see what your brand is about so it's actually uh, putting you out there in the physical world we sell a lot of t-shirts online and that's intangible some people don't can't even you can't even see that what's going on with online like you just order and it's behind the scenes getting shipped and show up to your and show up to your house but with a pop-up shop people are coming and actually engaging in the environment that you set in for your brand and that creates like lifetime supporters you know somebody may order a shirt because they liked it offline but if i meet you at x event and you tell me about your brand and i connect with you on a personal level nine times out of ten i'm gonna support your brand in the long in the long run Oh, so that's just some um, I'm a, game I give. And I'm a, and I'm a, uh, and I'm gonna just I'm gonna talk about really how we really got started before we even did a even a pop up shop, bro. I remember I was at Grambling. I was at the college Grambling, um, over there in Grambling, Louisiana, um, and I had shirts in my bag. Right. So I mean, you don't really need permission to have shirts in your bag if you outside of an event or something like that and you're just trying to sell your product or promote your product, you got to just really want it at that point. So it's like before we even before we even put a table up or anything, um, man, we were selling it out our bag, bro. Even in school and everything, we just, any anytime we was able to get in front of people, we had our product and we were just yeah. selling it. So uh, for the people that, you know, probably can't afford, you know, getting an event space or getting a place, you know, or, you know, Essence Fest was, what, $2,500? Some people can't afford that. So, uh, you know, to get there, first you got to go be willing to get yourself out there. Because even with, you know, putting a pop-up shop out in front of a lot of people, if you're not out there selling the product, right. nobody's not going to buy it. <laughs> like, like, bro, we, yeah. we, went to, we went to college. Like, we did pop-up shops at colleges, like, every, like weekly. Like, and we probably was, like, the only brand at the pop-up shop really out there talking and engaging with the customers. Like, people really think, oh, it's a pop-up shop. Well, let me be a, I want to be a part of that. And they come out there with their product, and they just got it sitting on the table, thinking people just going to walk up and right. just buy it. Yep. That's not going to happen, bro. Right. You really got to get yourself out there, and you got to really talk to them. You got to really let them know what you got going on. And then that's why they're going to, like Marlon was saying, that you got to tell them the message. You know, Then they're going to buy into the product and the lifestyle behind your brand. Right. Facts. Everything have a reason behind it, man. <laughs> so just a quick tip, too. I suggest, like, a lot of people uh, start off with locations that got relationships with. Because just researching from the outside in, I noticed y'all always do stuff at spots like the hookah spots and stuff that yeah. y'all already got built relationships with. Yep, and yep. everybody got a relationship with somebody. Yeah. Yep. So you could start, you could... You could start with somebody you know. It may be a, a restaurant. You may know some, a, a barber shop. Yeah, yeah salon, anywhere, like anywhere. Just... We, we did we did a pop up shop recently in Atlanta at a cigar at a cigar lounge. They was cool with us setting up shops, so we was like, why not? You know what I mean? It was just another opportunity for us to put the product out there. Yep. Mm. So just to uh, elaborate a little more on the inventory, if somebody started, they, a lot of people always ask me. They don't know what size to buy, what color to buy. Like, how should somebody approach that whenever they first start out with their apparel? Um, so I'm bringing it to the pop-up shop. Uh, I said it, just play it where, like, for us, we brought more than we was going to sell so that we could get a feel for it first. And so we always, I feel like, overdid it because we always didn't want to not have something or not have 
enough shirts because we always thinking big. Like we want to at least hit the goal, I hit a, a big goal, and we don't want to, we don't want to ever run out because that's the problem. Once you run out, you're not. And because we, the, in our mindset, we like we know we going to sell these shirts. We going sell it. We not sitting behind a boot and now it's like uh, I'm not gonna bring that much inventory because I might not sell it. But for us, we had the mentality that we we were gonna bring as much as we can because we knew that we were gonna sell it. And then going for just how much merchandise to get on a regular basis. I mean, I asked the question like, how much money do you want to make? You know what I mean? Like, if you only get a hundred shirts and you sell them for ten dollars, you're only gonna make a thousand. And whatever the cost is, minus it. You know, and that and that could be that may be a hundred percent return. Like, if you got shirts for five and you sell them for ten, that's still a hundred percent markup. But if you got a thousand shirts and sold them for ten dollars, that'd be ten bands. And now we, you know, it's all about how much do you see yourself making from this brand. A lot of people not asking themselves that hard question. They want to have they. This one, I man. Everybody want that million dollar business, but then let's break it down. When you got to spend, they don't want to spend five hundred thousand. Right. And so that's why you. And that's the reason why you can't make the million. And so that's the question that I ask to them is, how much do you want to make? Yeah. And that should tell you how much product to get. And I'm a, I'm a, I mean, I'm gonna go back and just make it even simpler for just the people who just trying to get started. Like, bro, it's like you just get something. Like, if you got, if you like, if you're gonna get 50 shirts, just break it down, split it all up between small and extra large. I'm gonna just say usually we don't really get three X's and four X's because the price of the shirt higher. Right. So we try to stay away from the bigger sizes from two X and up. Um, and we do lock in a couple of two X's, but it may be, let's just say if I get 200, the ratio is if I get 200 smalls, I may only get 25 to 50 two X's. You know what I mean? Because we don't sell that much. And I mean, you're you're literally never going to know how much you really should get until you're really in the business for a couple of years to really be able to forecast, hey, this, this is, my customers are mainly mediums or larges or whatever like that. But I just say from the beginning, don't make that an excuse on not to get started. Right. Just get something. You know what I mean? You people people let that hold them back to not get started. Like I don't know how, how many and how, what the size is. Get something like. <laughs> All right, so let's switch gears real quick. So it comes to inventory. You know, you're talking about thousand t-shirts. You might be talking about five hundred t-shirts. Has it ever became a time where like y'all came into an argument? You know what I'm saying? And y'all couldn't agree on something. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take this one. I don't, we ain't ever came into like an argument, but it do be uh, things where we be like. Sometimes, you know, I be I may be like, man, let's just get five hundred and then Marlon be like, Man, I am I'm, I'm thinking let's get like two thousand, you know what I mean? And then, you know, we let the shirt sell or we you know, we'd be like, We will just go with the five hundred and then next thing you know, you know, it sell out in an hour or something, we like, I told you we should have got, you know, two thousand or something like that. But other other than that, it don't be nothing that's like we're going back and forth on this is what we should get or this is what we should not. We really now we look at the numbers. Uh like uh, like last year we really was just getting um we was getting three thousand shirts every time just right. for to get the best price. Right. But now what we do is uh we drop and we may get like a thousand tees uh -huh. and then see how it sell and a thousand may sell out in a day. But we uh just keep on selling through and we go ahead on just order the, you know the three thousand um, right. bunch of it. So we do more testing. Okay. Um and that and the reason why we do more testing is because we releasing new designs. Mm -hmm. So we just don't really know uh, what's the design, you know, yet that people is gravitating towards. So uh, you know what our old designs, we already know. Yeah. You know, this, you know, they want the. You gotta have this, you know, this shirt with the curved logo on it. You got like because for one, it got my design. It got the it got the Royal Envision name on it, mm -hmm. and it's just like that's the brand. Like that's one of the logos that people love the most. So I mean, we know. I mean, if 
if we want to get 3,000 black shirts with the white curve, we cool with that. At least we know we're going to sell that in this year for sure. Right. You know, it's the brand name, you know, can't right. can't lose with that. Um, But other stuff, like we just did the You Deserve the World. It was, it was like You Deserve the World on the front and the back. Right. Um, That one went really well. Um, so we gonna go. We gonna that, that's gonna be one that we dive more into. Yeah. Um, but like other designs that I mean, I'm not gonna say they didn't do good. They still sold. But uh, we we just look at the how fast I guess the the window. And, no. Uh, I mean, ultimately, just doing with doing the reason with the the strategy that Nick did, uh, was just talking about was for us to lower our risk. Um, because I mean, we do keep a lot of inventory of a lot of things, yeah. and um we, and what we did with, with the overselling was that we needed to see what's really our limit the same way that we just explained to a smaller brand like if you're only getting 100 shirts you may be able to sell a thousand but for us it's like damn we selling a thousand how much more can we really sell um um because it's like we always cutting ourselves off like we grew the br- this brand to a tremendous point um and now it's time to actually see how far we really could take it but to do that, you need even more inventory. And so with taking that risk, we decided that we'll allow it to oversell a little bit mm-hmm. so that the customers can actually help us fund that inventory. So when they're buying those shirts and, and purchasing them and it's going over, they're allowing us now to actually grow instead of cutting it off. Right. And we and, and like right now, um, I mean, we have, we have like a couple of like customer service issues with that because like let's just say they ordered a day and we don't have it. Um, I mean, it, it may take like a week, you know, for us to actually get the shirt shipped out because yeah. we getting it printed. Yeah. But like, uh, we're gonna start creating content to our, to our uh, supporters that like this is the way that we're actually growing the business, right. and um, with a lower, you know, a lower risk, like Marlon's saying. Um, and they're a lot, you know, they're allowing, they're helping us become the next Nike. You know what I mean? Right, become right. the next biggest brand of the world by us being able to do this because at we this at this current moment because we able to scale up like you know we able to scale up let's just say let's just say we only able to afford you know 3000 shirts at that time and 10000 can sell in that one day yep. like we want to do that because like we don't it, it ain't like we have uh we, it ain't like we own Chase Bank or nothing like that and we could just go keep on funding this right. thing up we really started this thing literally with 12 shirts $120 we really only invest like like besides that, we I mean, if you would say over the 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 ten the thirteen years we've been doing this brand, yeah. I mean we probably only put in a few thousand dollars, you know, to get to where we at, bro. Right. Like so it's like uh we really working with what we got and making the best out of it. So this is just a way that we figured out how like, you know, if we you know, we, we won't make a million dollars in a month. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you know, like we can't make a million dollars in a month if like Marlon said you don't wanna put up that five hundred thousand. But if we can't put up that five hundred thousand, we could at least try to get five hundred thousand in like pre-orders. You would say, right. you know what I mean? So we could get yeah. to that million dollar mark. So they're helping us, you know, expand the vision, basically. Yeah. Trusting your vision. Yeah. So um, I'm glad you even brought that up. You was talking about like, uh, you know, you made the content for it, and then you even made that post. I saw like, you know, orders was delayed and stuff. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's what makes y'all great. Cause like a good company, what makes a good company good is like, you know, they get shipments out all the time. But what makes a company great is like y'all pushing it to the edge and pushing it to the limit. And when yeah. y'all have those flaws, it's what y'all do afterwards. So yeah. I applaud y'all on that content. Appreciate <laughs> <it>. <laughs> so there's one other thing I want to ask real quick. Cause I already know what you're gonna say. You're gonna say, you know, they can use that as an excuse, like the sizes, cause they don't they don't know like uh they don't want to get started but what about the designs how do you know when to transition designs and what if somebody doesn't know how to design all right 
I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do this. Um, I'm gonna say we had like a a, a, a advantage because me and Marlon like teamed up, and I already knew how to do designs. Right. Um, but if I didn't, I mean, I didn't know how to do designs. Uh, for one, they got Fiverr. I actually just got a design made on the uh, probably like a couple of weeks ago that we actually liked. We ain't printed yet, but we liked it. Yeah. Um, so Fiverr, you probably could get a you could get a fire design for less than a hundred dollars. That's for one. Um, and for two, bro, we got Instagram where it's like so many freelancers, so many designers. You can literally go on the hashtag and type in clothing brand designer. And there's people that probably got $30 designs, $100 designs, $200 designs. You know, they got somebody that's going to be in your range. For one, you got to just go look. You got to search. If you can't find, like, there's no way you shouldn't be able to, to find a designer. So for one, you just got to search, search, search. Social media, Fiverr, Upwork. Um, X people. Come on, Hustle Ninja's channel. Of, a lot of people. He are, could design like, something for you. I'm really afraid of asking, like other people. Right. Like I mean, it could be like they could see. It's just like I think it's a pride thing. Mm-hmm. It's like a pride. Oh, I feel like I'm reaching my hand out for help, but I talk you about make it. Them a part of your team. You got to make them a part of your team and network and and build. Um, I mean, I feel like a lot of people feel like that because they haven't found the value that they have also mm. because when you find your when you realize the value that you have and you offer you're going to be so willing to ask other people for things that they have value in and you're going to be able to provide them with some type of value also and so when you don't feel like that value that you could bring to somebody else you tend to be like nah I'm not going to ask them because you know uh, I'm afraid of, you know, they may not, I, how can I help them? Why are they going to help me? Because how, how can I help them? But everybody has something that they can't offer. Like, and if that's just bringing them to lunch and paying for the lunch and you receive the information that you need, well, so be it. But um, you not putting yourself in that position to receive it is really on you. Um, it's not on nobody else. And you shouldn't allow nothing to stop you from receiving the information that you need. Like, if you left here and you got all of this and you still, like, if you just watched this podcast and you had a problem with getting designs and you just listened to what we said and you still don't get the design, well, maybe it's just not for you. Like, <laughs> like just being honest, like, maybe it's not for you. Like, you need to do something else. And but some people not even realizing that. Yeah, and some people not being real with themselves, man. Like that's just the honest truth. And I and I uh I keep going on that. And, uh, once you just find like like one design you like, yeah, just just go with it. Like and I would say, you know, stick to a one color design just so you could keep your your pricing good, and then you could just brand that one color piece, yeah. and then you, down the line you could throw, start throwing in colors, start doing different colors with it, so it could be something new to them. Um, or you could just go straight out the out, out, out the gates with just a colorful design because we have the Jesus tee that we pushed at the beginning. Like people love that shirt because of the colorful abstract design that's on the shirt. So that helped it actually sell more. Right. You know what I mean? And people like colorful stuff. You know, people like stuff that pop. People like stuff when they going out. People asking them, "Ooh, I like that. Like, where can I get one of them from?" So uh, really, just find like the coolest piece that like that that you could get on that you could get a hold to. And um, just start producing it, like, and don't switch. The, like, if you get thirty shirts or fifty shirts, don't get the next fifty shirts with a different design on them. Right. Just keep going. Literally, I'm like, don't do not sell a new design till you have sold at least ten thousand of that one design. Like, just straight straight up to really get you some some market share and get you some get you a foot in the game. 
get you at least your first 10,000 shirts out there. Even if you got to keep getting 50, 50, 50, 50, 50, until you, like, keep count of how many you sold. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then when you get to that 10,000 mark, new design. We just sold out 10,000. You create content with that. Right. We just sold out a 10,000 shirt of this design. It's time to release something new. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So I got a, I got, um, I got a question for you. Yep. As all... We have seen your brand grow tremendously, like from where you started to where you are now. Uh, take us through that experience, and where do you want to be in the next five years? Mm, solid question. Nobody asked me questions. <laughs> nah, but um, I enjoy it, man. That that's like one of the most important things is enjoying what you do. Like, um, even even when it came to like making money off of t-shirts, you know, I didn't do a brand. I just sold like generic t-shirts off of Etsy and Amazon. But, you know, I enjoyed the entire thing. And it wasn't always about, I never looked at it like, oh, I'm making another $20, another $20 on a sale. For me, it became about a numbers game. Oh, I'm selling four units, five units, six units. Once you start making it a game and trying to play it like a game, then you can grow it. But eventually, um, I think it was like after five years when I finally got onto YouTube and just sharing it. So that's what grew the Hustle Ninja's channel. Um, One thing I hear a lot is like, you know, success is one thing, you know, being successful. It's kind of easy to be successful if you're just chasing money all the time. But being significant is like the ability to share your knowledge for others for their benefit instead of just being successful for your own benefit. So, that's right. Hey, that's big. Hey, that's big. <laughs> that's pressure. Hey, that's, that's, that, that's so big. That, that take me on to this because it's like we're we closing out. We're closing out. Yeah. I won't go to this next thing, though. I think this is going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna be able to do something big with this. I see you on your channel. Um, I think you did custom bags. Yeah. You did custom bags, right? Mm-hmm. Do you still have like um, access to like that supplier? Yeah, we got it. Hey, we we I think we need to I think we need to kind of share some of that info on how they could get custom bags, mm-hmm. and how can you make us some custom bags? So in our next video, we come to Atlanta and we drop a video. You go have some bags for us, and we can show them. Rich got really some custom bags. All right, so so real quick, I'm going to run it down. I didn't do it real quick. Of course, I didn't go to Alibaba.com, but a lot of people don't like going on there because of, like, the trust factor. Mm-hmm. You know, people feel like they get scammed and stuff. But what a lot of people don't know is on Etsy, there's wholesale, like, sellers on there, on that platform now, and it's a lot more mm-hmm. trustable source. So whenever you purchase on there, you, you're more backed up by Etsy than you are by Alibaba, and you don't really know what's going on. And a lot of times you can already see, like, the shipping costs and everything's transparent. In regards to like Alibaba, you know, you got to get the quote and all that first. So you can already get an idea of what you're paying. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so, so that's what we're going to do. Look, next time we hop on a video, we're Rich going to have some fire bags for us. We're going to be sending them out to some exclusive people we're gonna in send, the packages. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna send it out to some exclusive people. We're going to package the shirts up with the bags. And we're going we gonna, to gonna let y'all see what it's like. And we're going to give y'all some more information on how y'all could do the exact same thing. Maybe put some somebody contact information in the description. Yeah. Just hand them the plug. <laughs> Why not? That's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. Free information. You hear me? The best information yep. from World Envision and Hustle Ninjas. Shout out to my dog, Rich. Shout out to Atlanta. Shout out to Atlanta, baby. I love you. Thank you so much. We out of here. World Envision. Trust in your vision. Let's make it happen.